The following program is sponsored by Channel Mom Media. The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. My name is Jenny, and I'm a mom. But I once lived a more glamorous life as a TV reporter. I was on the nightly news interviewing pop stars and politicians. So when I left TV to become a full-time mother, I quickly found out what we moms are up against. Our world glorifies the rich and famous. For what? I say let's honor the moms who are raising this world's next generation. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Oh, welcome to 2016. We've got an incredible, unbelievable, viral story for you today, so stay tuned for that. But first I want to say Happy New Year, but I kind of want to say something more than that. I've been thinking about this. I have been caring for my son recently. He just he came through surgery not long ago on his shoulder, and I'm a mom who gets kind of hysterical about even the smallest things, like my kids going to the dentist and think that maybe they're going to die like when they go down the slide or when they go to the dentist. And so I was really worried about him and I'm so gratefully made it through this shoulder surgery, even though it was routine. Um, and I've been caring for him. And as I've been caring for him, like a nursemaid and, and, uh, you know, in the build up to Christmas, I was doing a lot of things with my daughter and going shopping and, and singing and doing all kinds of things you do for Christmas. And I've been sitting, you know, side by side with my husband, planning things and, and just enjoying the season. And I, and as I thought about all those things, I think about love, and generosity and hope and kindness and forgiveness. And I think, why do we wish people a happy new year? I want so much more for you in the new year. So many more things to happen to you. So much richer stuff than just happy new year. So I want to wish you a generous new year, a loving new year, a new year of forgiveness, a hopeful new year, uh, an encouraging new year, all of those things. You know what I mean? It's those things that really matter in our lives. They're more meaningful and they're way more lasting than quote unquote happy. So here's to a generous, giving, loving, forgiving, hopeful new year for all the moms out there and their families. Okay, I am excited about this topic that we're going to talk about today. You may have even heard about this uh, story. It was covered by the Today Show. I don't know how recently it aired on the Today Show. The guest can tell us that. But um, in fact, I'll let him tell you the story. It just an, an incredible story about a sky lantern that a daddy found and heard the heart cry of a precious daughter. And all of this is so heartwarming for any family out there that understands the bonds of family and how we need to be um, nurturing of those bonds. So we're excited to uh, welcome Matt Michelotis. Hope I got that right. He's a husband and a father of three girls and the author of a number of books. He's also a blogger, but his books include Into the Fray and My Imaginary Jesus. His most recent book written for all audiences, not just Christian audiences, called Sky Lantern covers an amazing story. Welcome to Channel Mom, Matt. Thank you, Jenny. Glad to be here. Yes, we're glad to have you. So in a nutshell, in a couple of minutes, can you tell people what ha- I mean, but first of all, I, I don't like to over gush about people because then I think everyone thinks I'm just trying to sell a book and, and I don't get paid by authors, but it sounds like I'm trying to sell their books all the time. Beautifully written, beautifully written. I only got to read excerpts, but man, you have a way with words. And, and, and beyond that, the relationships you're talking about touch just about everybody out there. Just about everybody out there is going to just love this and, and they're going to enjoy the viral story. So tell people what happened. So about a year ago, it was raining at my house, and my wife and I saw out 
on our driveway what I thought was a giant plastic bag, and she asked me to go out and pick it up, which I didn't want to do because it was raining. But I went out there eventually, and plastered on the ground was not a plastic bag, but a sky lantern. If you've seen one of these things, it's it's made of paper, like treated paper with a metal frame, and it's basically like a really small hot air balloon. Yeah. And it crashed in my yard, and written on it were the words, love you, dad, miss you so much, and then this girl's name, Steph. And I was so struck by that. I, I stopped and took a picture of it and thought about it and realized here's a girl who's lost her, her father. Yeah. And I have three daughters. What, what can I do about that? I didn't want to just throw it away and forget about it. So I wrote a letter to this woman, Steph, on my website. And I put that up and it started spread all over the world, literally all over the world, getting letters to me from Malaysia, Germany, China, uh, all parts of the United States. And uh, eventually this girl, Steph, she found it, which was amazing. And then we've connected and become friends since then. But really the letter was about what does a dad want to say? What does a parent want to say to their child? Make sure they know that they're loved, that their parent is proud of them, that they want them to live good lives. Things yeah. like that. Oh, I mean, I <laughs> I was bawling today because I read a, a portion, or I actually read the whole letter that you wrote to Steph. And by the way, interestingly enough, you helped love on a bunch of people you, with your kind act of, of posting this and saying, I want to write a letter to Steph because she clearly misses her dad. She sent out the Skyliner. So I'm going to write this letter that went viral. You had a bunch of people contact you and say, this applies to me, or I think I might be this Steph, or I could be this Steph, or whatever. And so you were ministering to a lot of women out there and probably some dads. Um, when you wrote this letter. And I think you want to minister to all parents by encouraging all parents to write a letter like this, correct? Absolutely. I think one of the things Steph said to me when I did meet her, she asked me, this, this was so moving in my life, this letter you wrote for me. Have you written one to your daughters? And I hadn't. So I sat down and I wrote a letter to each of my kids that was much harder than I thought it would be. But it was a really beautiful, transformative moment for my kids to feel really loved that day and have something they can hold on to whatever happens in the future and say, my dad loved me. Here's a letter that he wrote me. Once yeah. time. Oh, just beautiful. And so I'm going to give the audience a treat here and I'm going to read some excerpts from this letter. So we're talking to Mick Michelotis, who's recently written Sky Lantern, all about finding a Sky Lantern from a precious daughter who missed her daddy and sent up the Sky Lantern to say to him, I love you and miss you because he had passed away. And so Mick felt it important to write back to this woman. And here's some of the things he said. Then I wondered if maybe somehow your lantern landing in my front yard was a sort of answer from your dad, because I'm a dad too, and your message stuck in my heart. I know a day is coming when my three girls won't have an easy way to get a hold of me. They won't be able to crawl in my lap while I'm reading or send me a text or shout for me from upstairs. They won't be able to call or send me an email. So true. I mean, <laughs> so true. And then you said, you began to say, here are the things I want to tell you, Steph, on behalf of your dad. Here's what I would say to my own daughters, you say. I have always loved you. From the first moment I held you, I knew there wouldn't be a deeper love in my life. There's this fierce protectiveness that settled in, and I knew I would give anything to keep you safe, to provide you a good life. We had our moments. We fought sometimes. I did stupid things. I made mistakes, and so did you. But no matter what happened, I loved you with a deep, unalterable, unending love that surprised me because I had never felt anything like this 
ever. And, and then you go on and you say, I'm immensely proud of you. And you talk about how proud you are for her and live a good life and be loved and, and, uh, and all kinds of beautiful things. And I just, I mean, I was bawling when I read it. Um, it. I mean, awesome, amazing. Thank you for writing this for Daughters Everywhere. Because, by the way, the way you describe that parental love, unalterable, unending. And it surprises you and you never know a love like that. And you wanted Steph to be reminded that that's the way her daddy felt about you, or about her. So congratulations. But but tell me how how it touched people. Tell me how it touched Steph. How did it change lives? Yeah, I think one of the things is we all want to be loved. We all want to know that our parents were proud of us or are proud of us. And we need to be reminded of that sometimes. And sometimes our parents, especially our dads, that can be really hard for them to know how to express that in a way we can understand. And this letter hit that place for a lot of people where they said, ah, this, this letter, this is what my dad would want to say to me, or this is what I wish he would have said to me. Yeah. Well, he did say this to me and now he's gone. And I had women writing me, like I had lots of moms writing me and saying, you know, my husband passed away and I've got three little kids and I'm saving this letter to give it to them when they're older oh. or, uh, which is, oh gosh, I just sobbed all the time. I, I got so many of these letters. Uh, women telling me they were taking the letter and they printed it out and they carry it with them in their purse, things like this. So, yeah, and then lots of people wrote me also to say, I realized looking at my life that I haven't been honest about that I deserve better than this, that my dad wouldn't want me to have this life I have. So people writing me to tell me, yeah, they quit their jobs and got new ones or they uh, broke up with their boyfriend wasn't treating them well, or they made a decision to, you know, change something about their life. Does this help them to stop and say, what would my dad say about this? He loved me. What would he want me to do right now? Yeah. I think that's so beautiful, really moving to be a part of it. It is. And we only have about two and a half minutes left in this segment, but you're a man of faith. And I think you felt prompted by God. And what God knew is that you weren't just going to find Stephanie you, or Steph. You were going to find a ton of women, a ton of moms, a ton of children, just a, people that needed to hear that they were loved. You kind of wrote that letter for dads everywhere and maybe even for the for the dad that you and I both believe in, the father, the father God. And and amazing. I mean, just how it was used. And, and I know that in the next segment, you want to teach other people or help other people to write the letter they've never written to their own children. Um, so it can be truly from them. But but very briefly, in the last two minutes here of this segment, you're in touch with Steph. And, and how has it changed things for her? Absolutely. Steph, Steph and I have met face-to-face three times now. I went to visit her and her family for a few days, and then she came out here and met me and my family. And then I surprised her a few weeks ago by coming in to say hello, and we did an interview with some people. Uh, yeah, she's become part of the family. And I think that's an important thing is this realization that despite our differences, that we wouldn't have met otherwise, that we're both human beings with loss and that we can come together and say everyone's deserving of love. We can be friends, treat each other well, and be supportive in each other's needs in life. Um, And, yeah, that's been a really beautiful thing. Yeah, it has. And it's cool that you kept in touch with her. I mean, I'm sure if her dad could thank you, he he would because uh, just awesome. Um, okay, just as a reminder, we're, we're talking to, and I'm, I'm so scared that I'm saying your name wrong. Um, it's, and, and at one point I called you Mick. It's Matt Michelatis, correct? Yes. 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 Matt Michelatis, I was losing my notes, uh, who just wrote a new book called Skylantern. It's been on the Today Show. When's that airing on the Today Show? 
Uh, that that was Christmas week. Christmas week. So it's already aired. Um, but I'm sure people can look it on up on today.com. Yes. So yeah. uh, and and you appeared with Steph, I believe. Yes. Yes. We yeah. Did part of the interview with Steph and uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Beautiful. Thank you. You're so, you're being so good about timing because you know I'm up against a break. Uh, so we will return with Matt and we'll talk about how you can can get this letter for yourself. Maybe you need to read it to yourself and how you can write one of your own for your own kids. So I hope you'll stay tuned for the rest of Channel Mom uh, right here on New Year's Day weekend. And we'll get to, to just how to write those letters and how it can be a blessing to your life and to your kid's life when we return with Channel Mom. Need an excuse to drive a few miles to a beautiful place with delicious food? Let me tell you about one of my favorite places to eat in Colorado. Down home, good cooking, old school, and family friendly, it's the Cutthroat Cafe. Chip Thomas is one of those guys who's created an eating establishment where customers feel like family. Nestled in Bailey, Colorado, next to a sparkling river and national forest, enjoy a getaway to the Cutthroat Cafe on your way to Breckenridge, just off Highway 285 in Bailey, Colorado. Hey, this is Jenny from Channel Mom, and if you'd like a savvy real estate tip for winter, listen to Michelle Walters. If you're thinking about listing your home in the near future, think about changing out the hardware in your home. Knobs, light fixtures, hardware, these are all things that would be a cheap and easy way to make a great first impression. Yeah, and more bang for their buck in that selling price. Awesome advice? Go to SuburbanDenverProperties.com. That's SuburbanDenverProperties.com, where she makes it her mission to find you your real dream home. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Okay, welcome back to our New Year's weekend show. We're talking to Matt Nicolatis, the author of Skylantern. Incredible, amazing story. I hope it's been inspirational to some people today. I do want to remind you that uh, we are sponsored by the Cutthroat Cafe, a very down-home place. If you happen to travel up uh, through the mountains to get to Breckenridge, maybe this weekend, you can stop by there and get some old-fashioned cooking and some old-fashioned atmosphere. I would love it if you'd pop in and see Chip. It's right in Bailey, right off of Highway 285, uh, the Cutthroat Cafe. Okay, so we're back with Matt who wrote this book, Sky Lantern, about seeing a Sky Lantern in his driveway that a daughter had sent to her father who had passed on, sending him a message of her love for him and that she missed him. So Matt felt prompted to find her to say, I found your dad's Sky Lantern and I'm going to write you a letter about how much he loves you. And it touched so many thousands and thousands of lives around the world who needed to hear that message. Now, Matt has another message he wants to pass on. Welcome back to Channel Mom, Matt. Tell me the other part of not only do you want to touch Stephanie, but you want to help others now. So tell me about that. Yeah, one of the things uh, that I've been working on is helping people to write letters to their kids, which you think would be easy. But I found when I went to write to my daughters that so many emotions, so many thoughts, so much complexity in those relationships that writing a one-page letter to my kids took some work. So I have a few pointers that I share with people uh, when they decide they want to do this with their kids. Yeah, and so tell me the pointers because I think people probably want to hear it. I've written a a letter to my son um, because before my daughter was born, I felt compelled. Like, I want you to know I'm going to love you just as much, buddy. So I wrote him a letter. But I still need to write one to my daughter and probably another one to my son. So tell us the pointers. Yeah, so, so here's, here's four thoughts. The first is short is good. You don't need to write a 30-page letter. You can, but it gets a little overwhelming, actually. So if you write it about a page or so, 500 words, 1,000 words, something like that, you're, that's going to be a good place. So that's a good target. Just keep it short. Just, yeah. You know, what would fit in a, a nice-sized card, something like that. Yeah. That's the first one. 
The second is to accentuate the positive. It gets really easy with kids to start, you know, saying, here's all the things I love about you. You're so good at this and you're so friendly. And also I wish you would pick up your room. And I wish when I asked you to do the dishes that you would do it. And you're going to learn about that one day, but I, I wish you wouldn't talk back to me. And this, this is not the place to do it, right? This letter is supposed to be something that they look back on and go, gosh, my mom, my dad, they loved me so much. They cared about me. So yeah, those things can be addressed, just not in this letter. So yeah. accentuate the positive things about your kids. No criticism or complaints, no negative comparisons, no backhanded compliments. Okay, yes. Uh, the third thing is to be vulnerable and be honest. And kids, I love my kids so much. But sometimes, right, I share my deepest thoughts and feelings with them. And they'll say something like, you're so weird, Dad. Or, gosh, I don't want to talk to you right now. And it's painful. It hurts. So yeah. we build up these defenses that, uh, in how we approach people around us, including our kids. So this is a place when you're writing down to just be really careful to stop and say, am I sharing the real totality of how deep my love and care for my kid is without worrying about how they're going to respond, especially with teens, right? Yes. Just say, it's okay if my kid thinks this is sappy or over the top or they're embarrassed by it today. Because 10 years from now, they're not going to feel that way. They're going to say, that was so cool that my parent shared with me that way. That's a good tip because I'm a mother of teens now. So, okay, Uh, 30 seconds uh, for the last tip. Okay, last one. Actually use these words. I love you and I'm proud of you. In my experience, this is the one question kids have at some point. Did my parents really love me? Are they really proud of me? So use those words. Put them in the letter. And it you already have a couple sentences written for you, which is a nice way to start. Yeah, Matt started you out. I love you and I'm proud of you. And I'll tell you that touches both girls and boys. I, yep. I talk a lot to Dr. Emerson Egerich, and he talks about how girls more often than boys need to hear the love word and boys need to hear the respect word, which is the proud. I'm proud of you. So, yep. so you're yep. touching both uh, kids in that way. And, and thank you for the point on teenagers, because I love my babies. Um, and, and now that they're teenagers, it's a little harder, but I still love them. And we need to write those letters. And I, I thank you for those tips. I hope moms and dads will listen to that today and sit down and do it because it's going to mean so much on into eternity. Okay. With 30 seconds left, how do people find you, Matt, and find your book? Okay, the book is called Sky Lantern. If you search for a Sky Lantern letter, you'll find the letter I wrote online in multiple places. If you can spell my last name, which I know is a challenge, everyone in the United States with this last name is directly related to me. <laughs> so it's M-I-K-A-L-A-T-O-S. And any Michelatus you find can pass you along. But I'm on all the social media sites. My website is Michelatus.com. And, yeah, I'd be glad to hear from you, thrilled to hear from you. Awesome. God bless you, and a wonderful, forgiving, encouraging, generous New Year to you, Matt, and to your family as well. And thanks for writing the letter. Thank you, Jenny. It was a pleasure. All righty. Okay, so before we move on to our next guest, he was wonderful to have on the show. I hope he inspired some of you. I want to tell you a couple of things. Uh, Coming up next week on the, I think, what, the 8th and 9th of January, we have John Burke, who wrote Imagine Heaven, incredible stories. They, they, like, even the the biggest skeptic won't be able to put this book down and the stories that he tells about what people have seen of heaven. I mean, almost undeniable because of the proof that is given by doctors and other skeptics and people who, who have studied these things. And, and oh, just amazing. We're going to have John Burke, Imagine Heaven, going to be inspiring for some folks out there. And finally, Channel Mom's going to go away if you don't help us. So I just urge you to go to channelmom.com and push donate to Channel Mom and give whatever you can give to support moms and families in the media through Channel Mom. 
And now we transition to something very fun, which goes along with uh, the New Year holiday. Good time to get in the kitchen and cook easy things. And my friend Deborah Cody is back on the show. We've had her here a number of times. She's an author and a columnist and a humorist and a speaker. And she writes fabulous books. Her last or one of her most recent books, I believe, was Too Blessed to be Stressed. Well, she's got an offshoot to that book, which anybody out there who loves to cook or doesn't like to cook uh, will appreciate because this book is made for all of us. That's uh, the Too Blessed to be Stressed cookbook. And the prep time for each of these recipes in this book is 20 minutes or less. So she's going to tell us about it and some of the fun you can have in it. It's a, it's a unique cookbook, and Deborah's going to share that with us. Welcome to Channel Mom, Deborah. Thank you, darling. It's so nice to be back. Oh, it's fabulous to have you. Okay, so I, I love segments like this because it's fun, and, and moms just need some lighthearted help sometimes. Oh, and, I think so. I think we can be whelmed without being overwhelmed, yeah. and I think we tend to just sink into that stress pool of our kitchen sometimes before we realize it. Um, when my mama book, I call it, Too Blessed to be Stressed, came out about four years ago, I was amazed at the amount of feedback I received from women all over the world uh, saying they just needed more help in managing this stress in their lives. So I came up with the idea of a cookbook that's more than just a cookbook. It's a Let's Do Life Together book, and it's got all kinds of great stuff in there. It's got funny foodie stories and some of my crazy culinary adventures, a lot of time-saving tips, uh, suggested menus, and even pre-made grocery lists for up to eight weeks of meals. It's got a lot of great stuff it, in it. It does, it's a, and it's a fun little book. There are funny stories. I was reading the story today about the... Um, is it acrylic nails? I don't wear them. Acrylic nails. <laughs> yeah. Acrylic nail that got lost in the potato salad. So after yeah. digging and digging and digging, this woman had to throw out the entire potato salad and start all over again, which is no yeah. small task. One of my favorites is the one that happened on Christmas Eve when uh, I decided to make chili for the fam while we were all at Christmas Eve service. Came home. Oh, it smelled luscious. It was wonderful. Um, I had noticed that when I doubled my recipe, I had this slow cooker the size of a swimming pool, I decided, you know, let's just fill it up to the brim. And it looked a little runny. Who wants runny chili? You're supposed <laughs> to get a workout with your tongue when you eat chili. Right. So I added a little cornstarch, and it just didn't look like enough. So I added three tablespoons, then four. And by the oh, time we got home, girl. this chili was a congealed rubber square. <laughs> you could have bounced off of it up to the ceiling. It was awful. Yeah, you said something like you could have bounced off it up to a three-story building. Absolutely. Like a Goodyear tire. Terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I happened to read that one as well. We See, ate a chili with a fork that night. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, I'm, I've been perusing your, your cookbook very well. I want you to know that, Deborah. Okay, <laughs> so I'm going to tell people some of the fun um, stuff you have in here. You say that you've got heart-healthy things, and then you have stuff that's just yummy but not so heart healthy. <laughs> it, it runs the gamut. So things like buffalo chicken cheese dip or crab meat rapture or summy, summer veggie salad, um, carrot squash sensation. So there's there's some really good healthy things in here for you. But then there's the stuff um, that maybe not as healthy but is a lot of fun and your kids would like to bake with you. So guess again, cookie bars and sweethearts, which look like just a big mashup of chocolate and fabulous. <laughs> um, mighty pleasing, what is that called? Pot, oh, pot pie, Mimi's blue ribbon chicken gumbo. I mean, you have a lot of fun. So, so tell me about one or two of your favorites that you'd like moms to look at. Well, my favorite section, as you can probably guess, since I am uh, the step beyond chocoholic, I'm a choco athlete, which means I exercise <laughs> just so I can eat more chocolate. Okay. My favorite section would be the soul-fed section. It's a kind of a Paula Deen-type recipes that 
you, you don't look at the calorie count. You yeah. know, you just <laughs> kind of look at the delicious richness. Yeah. Um, and those subsections for that are like Southern Bell Fair, which is, ah, after my own heart, my mama and grandmama have a lot of recipes in there that I've tweaked. Uh, they used to cook all day, so I've tweaked them to make sure that everything in here can be prepared with hands-on time of 20 minutes or less. Um, and then, of course, the sweet tooth section. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotta have that chocolate. Got yeah. It. And you have some great quotes and some hilarious stories and even some scripture. Um, just a just a fun little book. And you, as you you said at the beginning, organizational. You've got grocery lists and and it's very quick and easy. I mean, these these recipes are about a half a page short. It's, I mean, it's very quick and easy. And and so I think it'd be a neat thing as moms start the new year and make New Year's vows about how they're going to be different in the kitchen. Uh, this would be a, a fun book for a lot of moms out there. Because it's New Year's weekend, uh, I hope that maybe somebody will get inspired. Maybe they can even go online and look for it. Tell folks how to find you, Deborah, and the Too Blessed to Be Stressed cookbook, and tell mamas especially. Awesome. I'm at DebraCody.com, and that's spelled D-E-B-O-R-A. There's no H on the end of Deborah. And C-O-T-Y, like the perfume, not Wild Bill. I tell folks I'm uh, I'm same as him, same as a perfume, but no relation and no money. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Well, maybe you have a little more money if people pick up your cookbook. Well, that would be lovely, too. Yes, New Year. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Have a blessed, wonderful New Year. I hope it's a rich one for you. God bless you. Thanks for being on Channel Mom, Deborah. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure. Oh, my, me as well. Okay, that was Deborah Cody, the Too Blessed to be Stressed cookbook. I hope that helped a mom out there and encouraged her in her daily walk with food. I am not a Martha Stewart in the kitchen, so I struggle with that sort of thing. Uh, I just want you to know that I do indeed hope that you have... Uh, the kind of year that is rich and full of love and forgiveness and hope and peace. And we we say Happy New Year, but that other stuff matters more. So uh, Happy New Year, but all the other stuff too. Thank you for being a mom. The world needs moms to raise their children well because it makes the world better. So God bless you. Have a beautiful day. If you enjoy what you hear on Channel Mom Radio, and if you believe the media should be doing more to support moms and encourage families, then why don't you come alongside the efforts of Channel Mom? We'd like to offer you our partner package today. We'll send you a Channel Mom's Best Tips for Moms, as well as a beautiful bling t-shirt when you sign up to be a partnering monthly donor at ChannelMom.com. We live in a world that demeans the importance of moms and belittles the value of family. Research shows the family is breaking down in America. But Channel Mom aims to stop the family breakdown, starting with the moms. We depend on our donors to help us, to put this show on the air, and to do outreach for mothers on the ground, supporting them in their parenting, marriages, addiction issues, and more. So become a Channel Mom partner today and be a part of the change you want to see for mothers and families. Just go to ChannelMom.com and click on Give to CM and you'll see our donate button there. From the moms at Channel Mom, thank you. And may God bless each mom and her family.